Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. This is the year to stop overpaying for your family plan. So choose a straight talk wireless family plan. Unlimited data, talk, and text on a reliable 5G network. And you can get a new line starting at $25 per line per month for four lines, plus taxes and fees and no contracts. That's good decision making. Available at Walmart and on straighttalk.com. Family plan discount with four lines, all on the silver unlimited plan. Not combinable with auto pay discount. In times of traffic, your data may be temporarily slower than other traffic. Video streams at up to 480p. We've all been there. You have a question about your credit card. You call the number for help and you can't get a hold of anyone. With 24-7, U.S.-based, live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person. Anytime, day or night. Yeah, you heard that right. A real person. Get the customer service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Bobby here. It's Sunday. And the reason we put this up, a couple things. One, as a bit of a promo for a lot of our side podcasts that we do. But secondly, I know what it's like on a Sunday to be looking for something to listen to and I can't find anything because nobody puts up podcasts on Sundays. So it's the Sunday sampler. It's, you know, decent sized clips from some of the podcasts here that one, maybe you're just entertained to hear. And two, maybe you want to go hear the full episode or go subscribe to it. Uh, Four Things with Amy Brown. Amy was joined by Allie Fallon. She's an author, a public speaker, and a podcast host. They talk about dealing with shame and guilt and dating with curiosity, so you can hear that. On Get Real with Caroline Hobby, Caroline sat down with Ray Lynn. And on the Bobbycast, I talked with Hillary Scott from Lady A and the story of how the band was denied a record deal at one point, and it became very personal with Hillary and myself here. And it's all that in this, but there's so much here. Check it out. Let's start now with a conversation with Hillary Scott and I on the Sunday Sampler from the Bobbycast. And if you don't mind, I'd like to ask you a couple of kid questions. Sure. Because I didn't get married until I was almost 40. I didn't really have a serious girl. I didn't have that until, so I met my wife and it was like, oh, I didn't know that it was supposed to be, it's not always easy. Right. But I didn't know that it was supposed to be this easy when it's good. Yeah. Like yeah. it's just kind of like, it's like a click, like it just fits, right? And so I meet her and it's awesome and. We get married and, you know, she wants to have kids. I want to have kids eventually. But like I said, I didn't have a, I don't models like my parents. I didn't, they weren't together. I didn't know my daddy left when I was five or six. My mom, you know, passed away. So I'm scared to death to have kids. And then I, but what I wonder is, and I ask you because you're a little younger than I am, but how, how old is your, uh, your oldest? Isley's 10. Yeah. What? Yeah. 10 already? Yeah, I know. <laughs> Isley's 10 and then my twin girls will be six at the end of January. Okay. So I feel like if, and when we have kids, when, cause she's not pregnant now, no articles, no headlines. <laughs> I promise you, she's not pregnant right now. At least I don't think she is. Um, it seems like it's a lot of work. It is, but the most rewarding work. But is it really, or is it because you've been told you have, not you have to say that, but that you're supposed to feel that way. No, no, it is. Cause I'm very selfish. Yeah. Not about giving stuff. 
but about I've only ever been me mm-hmm. and trying to first just survive as myself yes. and then to create for myself and then for others. I feel like I'm going to have a kid and either A, be like my dad who left. And I don't think I'm going to do that, but like there's there, that part of me is there. Yes. Or I'm just going to be annoyed because I have to give up all my life and kids are just a lot of work. Like talk me, not down, but talk some <laughs> logic into me. I know you will have to ask you this yes. question that I know you're not going to lie to me. No, I mean, well, it, it is. I mean, I think marriage is a really, you, in a, in a way, if, if you are pursuing a healthy marriage, you, you, there's a part of you that has to die to yourself every day for your wife. I have, there's a, the, the parts of me that I, that leak out on my husband. If I don't, if I don't keep, myself in check, we suffer. So, you know, I think that's why marriage is such a beautiful kind of place to start um, with learning how to put someone else before yourself. But here's the thing with children, they are from you (laughs) and it is different. I mean, it is so, um, it's humbling. I mean, I was in an argument with my five-year-old this morning trying to get her dressed for school and having a moment and I didn't say this out loud to her. I never would. But I was like, I don't know what to do in this moment with you. Like, I'm really struggling. Like, you're hearing one thing. I'm saying another. You're just totally tuning me out eventually. And it's frustrating. But, oh, my gosh, it is it is the most unbelievable gift. And I was just talking to my, my sister-in-law. She's visiting with her husband and my niece. And... Um, we were just having this conversation of how much more you, as you become a parent, every day is not just a combination of putting yourself, you know, like trying to be as selfless as possible, taking care of yourself, but also doing the work to be the best parent to show up for your child. But it's also a continual surrender of control because there are certain things that you can control like, you know, when you feed them now, if they eat it all, like there's, there's all these different things that you can control, but then there's a whole lot that you just have to let go. And that is not to bring this back, but it is the compass of my, my life, my story without my faith, I would be the worst mother and wife because I would need to just grasp everything like their lives and mine depended on it. And so when there's a surrender and faith in the process, in the story and, and a faith in God to that he's in control um, and I don't have to be, it just helps me breathe. And I'm exhale. scared to death. Like I'm scared to, and-, and you know what that says to me? It speaks to the unbelievable heart you have that you're taking it seriously. Like there's something really healthy in fear. Or that I know, I'm going to screw it up. That's what I tell my wife. It was like, I'm afraid I'm going to mess this up so bad. Like why I'm already, I struggle being a good husband at times because just gone yeah. or I'm not, you know, we've been married two years, been together for four or so, whatever it is. Like that to me was hard because I've never had somebody that I cared as much about that I would actually let it affect me to where it, it was bothersome mm-hmm. that they weren't feeling good. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I had never had that. I haven't now. And we've, yes. I've definitely learned. But I feel like I'm like 12 in that development. Career-wise, I'm like 110. I'm 
Methuselah, man. I mean, <laughs> let's go. I got a, I got a long gray beard. I've been through it all, but like in that relationship part of my life, yeah, like that was that that is still developing. Mm-hmm. I read books on it. Yeah, which I never thought I would. I only want to read like sports books, and but now I just read a book, uh, Wired for Love, which is like a book about the brain, and I never thought I'd be that guy. Yeah, and I never think I'm going to read kids' books, but oh my god, I bet I do. And you write them. Oh, I do. I did write a kids' book. <laughs> Hey, it's Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. And here's what we talked about this week on my podcast. There's a quote that says, regret acknowledges that I made a mistake. Shame says, I am a mistake. And guilt is what others use to try to make us feel ashamed. That quote is from Bill Crawford, by the way. And I I like that he says, regret acknowledges that I made a mistake. And I like that you just said that regret, you know, the mistake, that's information. Gathering information from your regrets ultimately leads to more fun in life, And I'll use me dipping my toes into the dating world now as an example, because I thought I had worked through any and all shame that I felt around being divorced, but having to make that known to someone on a dating app and the fear that has popped into my mind about potential rejection because I've been divorced, the fear feelings are basically leading to shame feelings because I'm worried that I'm not good enough, that I'm a failure, that something is wrong with me. And I know that these things aren't true. So I'm glad I've caught these thoughts before they take up more permanent resonance in my mind. But if I listen to them, I would miss out on the fun of dating and meeting new people, having new experiences. And then if I go into it knowing that I don't have to make decisions that I never will feel regret or shame for, then there's more room for fun. And even if there is regret, again, I will see it as information and it won't keep me locked up in my house for the rest of my life. If you're going on a date through the lens of whatever happens, I need to not feel regret about this or need to not feel shame about this, then there's no space for play or fun or just getting to know someone or curiosity or any of that. It's like the only thing you can focus on is avoiding the shame. Whereas if you go on a date and you're just like, who knows what's going to happen, but we're going to, I'm going to get to know this person. I'm going to be curious about them. I'm going to be curious about maybe what kind of chemistry may or may not be here. I may gather some funny stories and we'll see. Then there's just so much more space for possibility. Okay. I like that you mentioned curiosity because curiosity is where we have such an opportunity to grow and learn and find new relationships and opportunities and all the things. And you also mentioned if I had known back then what I know now, I wouldn't have made that decision. Being able to say that to yourself and see that you learned from your regret with information instead of just living in it, just totally stuck in it is so good. And it teaches you to trust yourself. So you can go, wow, if I had known back then what I know now, I would have made a different choice. So now I'm equipped with that information to make a different choice next time. Every time we practice saying that around any regret, we're exercising that muscle and ultimately we'll get better at dealing with regret and shame, but there's 
also times that we may be dealing with guilt. You know, in that quote that I shared, the last part of it says, guilt is what others use to try to make us feel ashamed. You were sharing with me when, you know, we were just catching up as friends before we started recording that you had some framework around dating and we'll just stick with the dating example. Others listening might have other regret, shame, guilt, categories in their life uh, or circumstances that they're dealing with. But I think that your framework will apply to a lot of situations. So can you repeat what you told me earlier? I'm not going to let myself get stuck in shame because shame is not productive to help me learn what I need to learn about myself or move forward or create a relationship with someone. So I'm allowed to feel guilt. I'm allowed to feel regret. I'm allowed to say I would never do that again if I had it to do over again. I'm also allowed to feel like that was fun. I can feel lighthearted about it. Like that was fun, fun date, you know, not a match, not for me moving on. And it doesn't have to be so serious. I think this is more than we need to get into, but just the way that I was raised around dating was so, I was raised in the I Kiss Dating Goodbye era. So it was just so serious and so like, you got to find your husband. And I feel like between my two marriages, I really needed a time to just go out have fun, see what happens, play, be curious, like just kind of test the waters and see what unfolds from there. And it was really good for me. And I, I was explaining it to you, like it's like it cleared the pipes of the toxic dynamic with me and my ex too. I needed to just see that I could create that with another person. Like we could have a fun time together. We could have a silly dynamic. We could play, we could... You could be vulnerable. Yeah, I could be vulnerable. I could connect with someone. There could be chemistry there. And it doesn't have to be my forever person, but there could be chemistry there and that could be fine. Yeah, you know, something that just popped in my head as I sit here thinking about having another person in my life in that manner is that they would see things that others don't really get to see. Like they would see that I'm not really an adult or I have no idea what I'm doing. And maybe there's a lot of adults that feel this way, but I learned how to log into my bank account last year because Ben always handled our finances. I've talked about that multiple times. I'm a pro at it now, which feels good. But, you know, take the the snowstorm that we just had in Nashville for an example. Like, I didn't know how to drive in that type of weather because Ben would always drive. And I don't understand proper tire pressure. Like, I know when my car tells me I need it, but I want to understand the numbers myself, like without a warning from my car. And those are definitely small examples that are just top of mind, but there's other things that are, are bigger, like, like insurance that I had to get late last year. I had no idea what I was doing, not a clue. And these are just things that embarrass me that at 42 years old, I don't know how to do them. So one of my goals for this year is just to learn more adult things, especially around my house. And then also to teach my kids these things. Like they'll learn as I learn and I know that I can do it all because you know I was terrified of the bank account stuff and I've totally got that down now. And I feel like there's two ways you can approach those kinds of things too. You could approach it from, oh, I should know how to do this. Or you could approach it from, I just wanna learn this so that I know it so I can teach it to my kids and so I can take good care of myself. And it may be that for a period of time in your life, there's a steep learning curve because there were all these things that he took care of that now you have to learn how to do like the bank account and the salting and the driving and all those things. But like you said, in a year from now, you'll look back and be like, oh, actually it was a steep learning curve, but I learned all of that and now I can handle it. 
And also there may be another partner in your life someday who you get to pass that stuff off to again. The stuff that's just really not fun for you that comes easily for them. So Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How do the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted Audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today, despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as The Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and T.J. Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the boar's nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The boar's nest. Sue Brewer and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the boar's nest. When it comes to making cool graphics, I'm not very good at it. But every once in a while, if you see me do something and I'm like, I made this. And you're like, I bet he hired someone. Nope. The truth is I, I use Canva because you can take a dumb dumb like me that doesn't know a lot about graphic design. And because of the templates already built in, you can do things that look super cool. You can do like Mike D who does know a bit about it. And it looks even cooler. Like, what do you use yours for? You can do it to make a pitch deck, and it looks like it took like a million hours to make, then like five minutes. And that's because a lot of the templates are already there. You can just build into it. Yeah, it's so quick. So supercharge your work docs with MagicWrite, which is Canva's AI text generator as well. Just start with a prompt. Describe what you want to say in a few words. MagicWrite will generate a draft in seconds. Tweak your draft, and then you're done. And tweaking it means just go ahead and read it make sure it's like in your words. Or in my case, make sure you misspell something, right? Yeah. So tweak it. It's a serious time saver. It's a perfect way to beat the blank page. Magic Ride is powered by OpenAI. It's built into the Canva doc, so you get AI text generation right where you need it, where you write. No more copying and pasting from other programs. And again, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Canva will make you look like the smartest, greatest graphic designer of all time. So it's a perfect time saver. It's perfect if you're doing a presentation. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with using a stunning template. Use it as a springboard for your design. Start designing today at canva.com. Designed for work. Let's do it live. We are the one, two, three, sore losers. 
What up, everybody? I am Lunchbox. I know the most about sports. So I'll give you the sports facts, my sports opinions, because I'm pretty much a sports genius. What up, y'all? It is Sizen. I'm from the north. I'm an alpha male. I live on the west side of Nashville with Baser, my wife. We do have a white picket fence at the apartment complex. Soon I'm going to have 2.5 kids. And yes, sadly, I will die of a heart attack when I'm 72 years old. Here's a clip from the last podcast. I need you to explain to me and explain to everyone why you came to me and said, hey, just a heads up, Monday and Wednesday next week, I can't do a pod. Because we're moving. Yeah. You're moving, right? Yeah, it's a process. Right, right. But what do you, you hired what? Moving company. So what the hell are you doing? Fluffing them. I don't know. You're, so you're doing, you're going to be doing absolutely nothing. Like literally, <laughs> you're going to stand out of the way. They're going to move everything out of your apartment. They're going to put it on a truck. They're going to drive to your new house. They're going to unload it. Bay will say, oh, that goes there. That goes in that room. That goes in that room. We have stickers. You, oh, so you have stickers that say what? What rooms, and if something's fragile. Okay. So it says front room, back room, kitchen, living room. Butler's court, Dining room, basement, garage. Patio system. Right? You have all that written on there for them. Do you want me to get into the weeds? You want so, to learn how no, no, the sausage is made? No, this is, I've moved. So I'm trying to understand, you hired movers. What are you going to be doing? So we got the move for free, so we have to document it all and Instagram it and post it and all that. Yeah, so your wife will have a camera and she can film for the 30 minutes you're not there. Right, but our agreement was that we both are posting, so it's kind of like dual camera action, doing a lot. So she could send you a video, or you could take a video when you got home. When you got home, you could take a different video, because you're not going to take the same video as her. But but also, they consider this a massive move for no. us. In their company, they said they rarely send three movers. They're sending three. They no. said this is like a big budget move. So I just don't want to put it all on my wife. No, no. There is no big budget about it. You live in a freaking apartment, bro. <laughs> Coacher, <laughs> you live in an apartment. It is going to take them 30 minutes pack up your stuff dude i was on the phone call we had a conference call and he goes this is a this is a big move for us no it's a big move because you're going to put it on social media they tell every client it's a big move when it's a 10 bedroom (laughs) house that's a big move a two bedroom small ass apartment is not a big move mansion to mansion is big right so you're going to document it on monday what are you going to be doing on wednesday no the moving process starts on saturday so they're coming on Saturday, Sunday, Monday, no, Tuesday. Well, okay. They're coming one day, but we're So what are you making? <laughs> so you're missing two pods yes, because yes. they're coming for one day. Dude, but there's so much stuff we No, there get. is nothing. Right, you can't have that much stuff. Hold on. We don't it's not the stuff. You just It's okay. not about the stuff. Ray, I need receipts. I need timelines. What I'm telling you is it's the hooking up of the cable, the internet, the trash, the water. There's the appraiser. There's Bazer's dad. There's dealing with the video photography that we're getting paid for. There's managing companies that we're explaining to them where we all need all of our stuff. I, I, there's a lot more. No, you are just saying words right now. But wait, do you think that my wife should deal, do it all? Because she's also Hold on. working. It's going to be one hour. No, I, they consider the move. They said it's like. Because it's moving cross town. No, no. So that's a two hour process to load to the truck. The truck drives for an hour. That's three. 
and then another two hours. That's a five-hour major massive move across town. And during that five hours, you're going to be doing nothing. What I'm saying is, if you are not there for one hour while we do a pod, it's going to make no damn difference to them. So are they coming on Monday or Wednesday to your house? Wednesday to my house. So Monday? What is Monday? (laughs) What is Monday? Right. We have to go to the house to fluff it. There's so you can't go after you get off the pot? What, what do you have to fluff? Every I shouldn't even be working. It, we're, this is a move. This Our whole life is transitioning. My wife has to have seamless with the internet, so I probably have to deal with the internet people. So she can't miss a beat with that. If you really what do you mean she can't weeds. handle the internet people when they come to the house? Hey, come on in, hook it up. Thanks. Right, but it's not just the internet you're not, people. You're not going to hook it up for them. You're just going to open the door, and they're going to do the work. There's some other guy. There's the contract. There's the loan officer. There's the signing of the documents. There's the the uh, yeah. You, D- dude, you don't even. I do know how to no, move, but you, you understand. I have moved right but, in my life, right, and I've never missed four days of work for a move. Dude, I would take off two weeks so that it could just be so relaxed and I could help out my wife. But, but your I'm, wife's not going to do anything either. She's doing a lot. She's dude. She's following them in the car. Her her parents. Are oh, so they don't get involved. lost. She's like They're, waving a flag out the window, like hey, dude, hey. We, we got furniture coming from Gar's place. If you really want to get in the weeds, it, we we got a bunch of free furniture. I mean, there's stuff coming from all directions. So it's not just the moving company. She's also orchestrating another move from another side of town coming to our house, and then we're taking video footage. Then we've got hey, where do you want your internet? There's a lot of moving parts for one person who I think she's only taking a couple hours off of work because she just started at this position. So she doesn't really have any time off. And the internet has to be seamless. Yes. But when is the internet coming and coming? Monday or Wednesday. Either day of or a couple days before. So you don't even know. Well, You haven't I made mean, the appointment? You haven't well, called it? I don't know the exact time the moving place comes. I know they're coming on Wednesday. So, I mean, a lot of, dude, as you can see, there's a lot of loose ends, just like the convention. But we pulled it off, Ray. So, guys, I just want you to know, this is like Ray in the parking. This is how he lives his life. He is worried about stuff that is not happening until Wednesday, so he has to leave work immediately on Monday because he's stressed out because the moving guys are coming. But the moving guys are going to do all the work. Dude, I've cleared out this weekend. Justin wants to go to some simulator golf. And I said, bro, we're moving. And Justin said, I thought you were moving on Wednesday. And I said, no. It's moving season. We're moving the whole week. It might be the whole month, dude. We're moving. You know how many times I've told people that we're so. So it was our buddy Bill's birthday. Sorry, I can't. We're moving. It was another lady invite. A really nice girl invited us to a. It was a Christmas. Not Christmas. It was a. It was a church service or something. A worship thing. Hey, I'd really like you guys to come. Sorry, we're moving, dude. I've been saying we've been moving for two months now. This is one of the biggest moves in our American history. This will be talked about in kids' schooling for years no, literally, to come. It's going to take up. They're going to bring the small bus. <laughs> like, like that, the black tie moving is going to bring the smallest trailer they have. <laughs> no, it's going to be the opposite. They're going to be a big one to be a big one and say, "You guys have a TV and a dresser, and that's it." <laughs> and I'm, hey, and they're going to be like, "Wait!" And you took off two days of podcast <laughs> to do this crap. Like you were here two days early to make sure this is what we had to move, dude. I should have taken. I mean. If I didn't have a father, no, there's a How stressed out are you about the move? Not stressed out at all. It's the easiest thing in my life. Bay goes- Wait, wait, wait. Bay's done a lot of it. She, she's done a lot of the behind the scenes stuff. And she said, how's it going to feel to just walk up to a house with a couple suitcases and then move in? I'm like, you're right. 
I did work on weekends and stuff, but she's saying a lot of the organizing is she's been dealing with the loan company, which apparently is a, a bear. She dealt with, we, you were, you're supposed to shop around. She dealt with three or four loan companies for two months and we ended up getting a $300 better deal. So it was worth it a month. Oh yeah. yeah. I, was like, <laughs> uh, uh, I think that's a pretty damn good deal right there. No, that's great. I know. So what does that have to do with you missing pods and moving? Dude, I would have missed for this building of the house. I would have missed six months of work. But I had to work because we can't take off from the big show. But if I had a normal job, I would have saved up and I would have missed work for six months. So I could have been there every day. So, I mean, I haven't been there. Are you serious? Yeah, dude. Because you wouldn't do anything. I would. There was always stuff he could he ran, run and get screws, run and get nails. Hey, vacuum this up. Clean so up. you would take off six months of work for them to say, go get screws and go get nails? Dude, this is, a, this is like a dream home. People don't ever get to no, do this I in their lifetime. That. I get the opportunity to do it. It has come together beautifully. I wish I was involved more than about 5%. I, I mean, so you feel bad. I feel very guilty. So me taking one pod off is the least that I can do. Dude, I would have, I would literally, I swear to God, if I worked at Grande Communications, I would have saved Well, up then money. you'd have your cable in already. <laughs> Hey y'all, it's Caroline Hobby from Get Real with Caroline Hobby, and here is a clip from this week's episode. I wasn't jaded by the by this industry. I was just doing what I love because I love to do it. It wasn't about the money. It wasn't about the who liked me, who didn't. I was just doing what was right in front of me, going through the doors that were opening for me. And if a door would be closed, I'd be like, I, I really will say, as a as, when I was like 18, 19, 20, like I would just let stuff roll. I go, if it's closed, it's not meant to be. Like I was, that's how I was. I was bulletproof. And I lost a little bit of that. Because you get into this system where you think it has to be a certain way. It has to be a certain way. And like you said, it it can't, it doesn't have to. And so I was like, all right, I'm going to walk every, every win is a win. Every failure is a closed door. And it's not a failure. It's just a chapter. It's God saying, I'm going to continue just to focus and bet on the Lord and just see what happens. And doing that, you know, my first independent record had over a hundred million streams. Like I've gotten to release a children's book. I've gotten to just do things outside of the box. Like do my first clothing collab. I've always wanted to do stuff in fashion. Buddy loves. With, and it's with Buddy so Love. you. So cute. And it's got I to mean, be like a boot line. Like I've just gotten to do so many things. I've gotten to release music. I love music that I'm passionate about songs. Like I've gotten to travel the world with my child. Like, bring her on the road. I was told that that wouldn't be a thing. No, my daughter goes with me on the bus. She's the best kid ever on the bus. Like it's just everything that I've wanted for my life and more has happened. And I now like, I was like, all right, well, this is fun. Like betting on God is cool. Like, why haven't we been doing this our whole life? And it's just like, I think you can't, I think it's great to have goals, but I think it's always like, how much are you going to get done? Q1, Q2, Q3, Q4, who cares? I want to focus on what's right in front of me. What's the next great song I can put out? What's the next move? Mm. And that's honestly where I've been in the last year and a half, two years. And just trusting in, in God's plan and focusing on my family, focusing on my husband, getting my mind right. I think it's taking me a while to 
be like spiritually and mentally sound. Mm. It's like processing just the jumpstart of my career, jumpstart of life, family, all that stuff. Like it, it's hard, you know, and, but I feel like I'm now in this like season of I'm okay if I'm not okay. And I'm okay if it all fizzled out tomorrow and I'm okay if it all keeps on going, you know, it's just, and I think that that's where the best music is made too. And I'm, I'm really excited about this next project. I feel you on the letting go and letting God so hard. Mm-hmm. Like I, f- I feel like, and I'm just feel like I'm just not getting it yeah. to 40. I've had seasons where I've done that and it's been we the all go seasons, seasons of my life. And then I take control back and then I try to like, you know, hold <laughs> it really seen, tight. Have you seen that meme? It's like the guy behind the door and he said, when you let God have control, but you're just checking on him. You're like, hey, I'm just, I've been peeping in. I'm just checking. Are you going to come in for this? I don't God, know you are. Test, test. Are you there? Test, test. Yeah. I know, I'm so, I know. I'm like, I'm going to let you have control, but I'm still going to be a control freak. I'm going to let you have control, God. Okay. Yeah, you can't do that. You just got to relax. But dude. finally though, God will knock, for, for me at least, and I've realized this through a lot of podcast yeah. interviews and like talking to you. It's like, finally, I feel like God will take you to the mat enough so yeah. when you finally are on that mat and you're looking up and you're like okay I tap out like I'm there. out I don't have any more moves like I yeah. am out of moves I literally have played them all yeah I don't have one more um I don't have I don't have any clue yeah. what to do next so then it's like basically I feel like for the first time in my life I woke up in 2024 this year and I was like my year is lighthearted. it's freedom and it's freedom because I'm letting God direct it I've been trying to plan it I've been yeah. trying to I've been upset that things haven't gone a certain way you know had heartbreak had disappointments and, and it's okay to grieve those things like yeah. it's okay to want things for your life you know I think the hardest part about growing up in a Christian home and I'm very thankful I love Jesus more than anything is I got so obsessed with like, first of all, I'm, I do believe in you're supposed to be thankful. Like, I thank you, Jesus, for this and, and staying in a thankful heart. But I think I never, I stayed so much in a place of, um, I can't be upset about that because I got to be grateful mm. that I never like fully like grieved certain things that actually like I should have grieved. Do you know what I'm saying? Yes. Because I never wanted to let myself grieve because I felt I can't grieve because I don't want God to think that I'm not thankful like and I'm because I am thankful for my family I'm thankful for this I'm thankful for my daughter I'm thankful but no it's okay to feel it feel feel it and be sad like be sad but you got to get back up well you can know that God is still in control and guiding you but you're you're just gonna really low you you can still be sad and I think that's the thing is I I kind of pushed down those feelings for a lot of years of like oh I can't be upset about that because God did this or God, and it's good to stay in that mindset because I do believe that you should one the biggest things that my mother-in-law said to me oh my god I love my mother-in-law but she said anytime you're feeling super woe is me 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 and you're low about yourself she said go do something for somebody else mm. go take somebody some food go take somebody to lunch that you know needs it and it always got me out of a funk and I love that but also you do have to you do have to grieve some things and I think that that's okay and well necessary and then when you do like prop properly go through things you can when you do have another win or something like that you've you're good. And then you're excited, you know, well, and it just makes you such a more, um, the highs are great, but you, you don't cling for the high. You don't cling for the low, you know, it's oh my all God. I always go. say I'm so, I'm just jaded enough. I say that now, like in the moments like, Oh my God, I didn't feel like great girl. You know, <laughs> I'm loving it. Good. 
you know, we're all back on the road, you know, putting out the music. How you feel about that? Awesome. And then when it's slow, I'm like, cool, been here before, you know what I mean? I think it makes you bulletproof. And it that's does. Because you know it can come. I and, would you, ne- and that's why I would never, can go. that's why I would never change. Like, cause I was like, if I looked back, I think I would maybe just, if I had to change something, which I won't, but if I did, let's say I did, I would have started music later in life. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like professionally. Mm. But then I think about all the cool shit that I've gotten to do as a like 18 year old, like playing the Grand Ole Opry. Like, I mean, like oh, yeah. there's things that like, that's what I'm saying. I would never change my journey, but if I did like, that would be what it was. It is. But like, that's just, that's the thing is you never, but I wouldn't be who I am today if I didn't go through what I've gone through. Hey, it's Bobby Bones. I want to say thanks for everybody who has helped with St. Jude. I mean, you guys are changing lives. You guys are saving lives. St. Jude has been leading the way to the world's best survival rates for some of the most aggressive forms of cancer. And I'm talking about childhood cancer. Your support actually means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment or travel or housing or food. So the parents can focus on uh, being a parent and helping their kid live. You know, I never had cancer. But I was in the hospital as a kid for a long time. And I just remember how difficult it was, how scary it was. And then I remember getting out and having to figure out how to pay the bill. I didn't have to pay it. You know, somebody did. But St. Jude eliminates a lot of that. You can help St. Jude stop childhood cancer by becoming a partner in hope. You'll get an awesome new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join the doctors, the researchers. Hey, join me in this fight and visit musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Willie Nelson, Waylon Jennings, Chris Christopherson. How did the biggest names in outlaw country start a musical revolution? Through one woman's vision from one tiny living room. Don't miss Mandy Moore as Sue Brewer in the new scripted audible original, The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer and the Birth of Outlaw Country Music. Discover the true untold story of the extraordinary woman behind the outlaw country music movement and its biggest stars. Brewer shaped the sound and soul of country music as we know it today despite never picking up an instrument herself. Lovingly dubbed as the Boar's Nest, Sue's place was an intimate staging ground where a new breed of singer-songwriters, wounded souls, wayward upstarts, that's where they would spur each other and tap into something bigger and something realer. Starring Mandy Moore and featuring Eben Moss Backrack as Shel Silverstein and TJ Osborne as Johnny Cash alongside a full ensemble cast. Audible invites you to enter the Boar's Nest and experience the rise of a musical revolution. One woman, one time, one place. The Boar's Nest, Sue Brewer, and the birth of outlaw country music. Listen now at audible.com slash the Boar's Nest. When it comes to making cool graphics, I'm not very good at it. But every once in a while, if you see me do something, and I'm like, I made this. And you're like, I bet he hired someone. Nope. The truth is, I, I use Canva. Because you can take a dumb-dumb like me that doesn't know a lot about graphic design. And because of the templates already built in, you can do things that look super cool. You can do like Mike D, who does know a bit about it, and it looks even cooler. Like, what do you use yours for? You can do it to make a pitch deck, and it looks like it took like a million hours to make. did in like five minutes. And that's because a lot of the templates are already there. You can just build into it. Yeah, it's so quick. So supercharge your work docs with MagicWrite, which is Canva's AI text generator as well. Just start with a prompt. Describe what you want to say in a few words. Magic Write will generate a draft in seconds. Tweak your draft, and then you're done. And tweaking it means just go ahead and read it, make sure it's like in your words. Or in my case, make sure you misspell something, right? Yeah. So tweak it 
It's a serious time saver. It's a perfect way to beat the blank page. Magic Ride is powered by OpenAI. It's built into the Canva doc, so you get AI text generation right where you need it, where you write. No more copying and pasting from other programs. And again, it doesn't matter what you're doing. Canva will make you look like the smartest, greatest graphic designer of all time. So it's a perfect time saver. It's perfect if you're doing a presentation. Canva presentations might be the most visually impressive presentations you'll ever use. Start with using a stunning template. Use it as a springboard for your design. Start designing today at canva.com. Design for work. Hey, it's Mike D. And this week on Movie Mike's Movie Podcast, I did a deep dive into public domain. I explained exactly what it is, characters that have entered and will enter the public domain soon. And I gave my top five ideas of characters I would use in movies if I didn't have to pay for the rights to them. Here are a couple of those examples, but be sure to check out this full episode of Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. At number four on my list of public domain movies, in its simplest terms, the public domain refers to the content, ideas, or creative works that are not protected by intellectual property laws like copyright or patent. So this is different from, say, Nike put out something 95 years ago. You can't just start making Nike stuff. But when it comes to art, you can, whether it be movies, music, or TV ideas. After 95 years, anybody can use them, share them, modify them, freely without the need to request permission or request payment. The group of characters are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, which were introduced in the first TMNT comic book back in 1984, created by artists Kevin Eastman and Peter Laird, who financed this entire comic with a tax refund and a family loan and have created an entire empire of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles from TV shows, action figures, movies, and have brought it all the way back around to the comic and are putting out some really great graphic novels right now. This one will be a while, but TMNT will enter into the public domain in 2080. And my idea for a TMNT movie would be a sci-fi action movie. Think about Blade Runner 2049 meets the Batman with Robert Pattinson. And I would call the movie TMNT 2084. So if it comes out in 2080, it will be set in the not so distant future. And that is what I envision. So go with me on this journey. Picture a dystopian, not so distant future in New York City. It's cold, it's dark, but also an orange haze that hangs over the city. And at night, we have these neon bright lights take over the scenes and emerging from the shadows underground beneath the sewer are the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Leonardo Raphael Donatello and Michelangelo and on screen they are recognizable as those beloved TMNT characters but their personalities are so different and, and darker they're still teenagers, but man, they have seen some stuff because the future is not a happy place. The criminals are more hardened, sadistic, evil. Shredder is a madman taking over New York City, and they must stop him. This also is going to be a very expensive movie. I'm thinking 
TMNT movie with a $250, $275 million budget. I want it to feel epic. I want it to feel grand. I want it to feel unlike anything you've ever seen from a TMNT movie. No comedy, just straight brutal action. People getting decapitated by the turtles. That is what I want to see. And sadly, I just don't think we'll ever get there in our lifetime because they are so much associated with childhood memories and they're wholesome and they teach lessons and they're colorful and bright. But the way I see the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is entirely different because that first movie that came out in the 90s had that tone. It didn't really feel like a kid's movie, but over time they have become more and more cartoonish. So man, I would love for this movie to happen. 2080 is the first year it could happen. My movie would be called TMNT 2084. Let's go. Number four. At number three, we're going over into the animated side. The movie is Toy Story, which originally came out back in 1995. It was the first computer animated feature film released by Pixar and distributed by Walt Disney. Since the movie came out in 1995, my version could come out in 2091. Oh man, that's a long time away. But my movie would be titled Toy Story. Playtime's over and it is an animated horror movie. Think about it as that original movie, but in a parallel universe where Woody actually kills Buzz. In Toy Story, he tries to just knock Buzz off so Andy can't find him. And instead of taking Buzz with him to go to Pizza Planet, he takes Woody with him. But in my version, Woody actually kills him, ices him, takes him out, makes him sleep with the fishes, thinks he gets away with it. But then old Slink starts to become a little bit suspicious of Woody and he tries to crack the case. And at the same time, Woody is trying to tie up loose ends. Other toys start getting killed because they're all going to rat on Woody. They start to question themselves. Should we get Andy involved? Should we reveal to him that we actually come alive? The entire thing ends with Woody dying by being thrown into a garbage disposal. The toys kill him after he admits to killing Buzz. An animated horror movie. That is what I want to see. Toy Story Playtime's Over. Come to you from Movie Mike's Productions in 2091. That's at number three. Okay, Sunday Sampler. There you go. New episodes out weekly from The Sore Losers to Movie Mike's Movie Podcast. Get Real with Caroline Hobby. Amy's Four Things and, and so much more. Hope you guys have a great week. We'll see you guys Monday. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What up? I am Dramos, host of the Life as a Gringo podcast. This is a show for the Nosabo kids, the, the 200 percenters. Here we celebrate your otherness and embrace living in the gray area. Every Tuesday, I'll be bringing you conversations around personal growth, 
issues affecting the Latin community, and much more. Then, every Thursday, I'll be tackling trending stories and current events from our community. Listen to Life as a Gringo on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.